Today, we'll be talking about three steps that keep you free from anxiety as a leader. We are super excited to have hanging out with us in the virtual studio, Audrey Cavanessia, and she is going to be joining us to talk about this topic. We'll be right back here on the Charvette Mitchell radio show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? And you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasted live, live from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, but heard and seen all across the world wide web. We are so excited for all those that are listening in from all across Facebook. We're so excited for those that are listening in from YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and certainly Charvette.com. We cannot leave out our talk radio show platform, Blog Talk Radio, and all of our podcast listeners. Apple iTunes, you you know, you all are always at the top of the list, but we can't leave out Stitcher and tune in and all the places um, where you all are listening to and checking out the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Today's segment is brought to you by, guess what, my Facebook group. Uh, if you are a female entrepreneur, aspiring female entrepreneur, you want to work on your marketing, your visibility and your branding, join me. This is a personal invitation over in my Facebook group. Really simply, you can just go to heygirlhey.today, not.com, not.org, heygirlhey.today, and that'll put you right into the Facebook group, no matter where you are listening or checking this out live. All right. So I know that um, this topic is very beneficial for everyone. So I want to invite you right now, go ahead and share this broadcast out. Let's shout out uh, a few people that are popping on in. Hey, Harriet, thank you so much. Every leader needs to tune in. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Share, share, share. Hello to my biological sister, Kim, holding it down over on YouTube. And listen, we can't do it out without my mom, my biological mom. Listen, hey, Betty, thank you for popping in and all of those that are joining us. And so I think this is such a great time to talk about this topic today, uh, and certainly our guest is prime and ready to share. We'll be talking about three steps uh, that keep you free from anxiety as a leader. So let me introduce our guest, and we will be bringing her up on the Charvette Mitchell radio show. Uh, Audrey Cavanessi is here with us. She is the chief content officer. She is co-producer for Amplify Voices. Um, she's the co-host alongside NFL coach Pete Carroll for the Amplify Voices podcast and the host of the Unlikely podcast on leadership. Um, she's a talented storyteller. She is a visionary. Uh, she helps with visionary systems and thinking. She helps you think. Uh, and she has decades of experience in leadership development, entertainment production, and content marketing with a focus on champion humanity in all people. And we are excited to bring up to the stage live on the Charlotte Mitchell radio show, Audrey. Hello. Hi, Hi mom. Hi, sister. <laughs> Listen, I can always guarantee at least two listeners at the, at the least, but we've got more coming on in. I'm Welcome honored. to all those that are chiming in saying they're watching. Hello, Ulika. Hello, Valerie. Welcome. Hello, Dr. Jackie. Welcome. So excited to have you all. 
So, Audrey, how did you get into the space around leadership? And I don't know what started first, leadership yeah. or the entertainment production. Right. Kind of walk us through your beginning. Absolutely. It's a it's an interesting story, like all of our stories. Um, but I started off in the entertainment business. I, and since I was a girl, like I knew, 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 knew what I was going to do. I was going to be a performer. Uh, that was everything to me. I was in theater. I went on tour and, and started off and played in the Black Repertory Theater. I was on tour with different plays and, wow. and on TV and the whole thing, right? Um, you can see me a little guest spot on the Wayans. <laughs> if you did, like, way back in history, somewhere on YouTube. Um, but, um, but in my early 20s, because I was a young mother, and here I was in the world trying to champion what I wanted to do at a time where there wasn't any connected social media. There wasn't any information I can go to. If I wanted information and the library closed, I had to wait until the next day, like back in the day like that, right? Yeah. And so I went and did a course on leadership and human potential. And I was so blown away, Charvette, because here was a room with all different types of people. You know, it just wasn't like the good old boys club or anything. It was all different kinds of people. Wow. And during the course of this weekend, I saw people start to access their freedom in their own self-expression. And little by little, that ripple, and then it happened to me where I just felt all of this past and all of this trauma and all of this pain lift itself off my shoulders. And what mm. I was present to was being deeply connected to, it was almost like I could feel everybody in the world. They were there with me now. And I was like, oh, this is what I felt like when I was a little girl. Yeah. And I forgot, I forgot that this attention went from just being free and self-expressed. If I wanted to cry, I cried. If I wanted to run, I wanted to run. Whatever I wanted to do, sit and create. I didn't assess my, my drawings, I just drew. Yeah. But then there was that point where I was a older girl and things started to happen and all of a sudden it was, I'm not smart enough. I'm not mm. good enough. I'm not enough enough. And that conversation ensued. So to see that freed for that moment and to get present to what was there, I was like, I'm all in. I know I wanted to do this entertainment business thing, but this has me shook. And so I, I really dug into that world of leadership and human potential. And I put entertainment on the sidelines. I went through the ranks of it. I got trained by like former Navy SEALs that were in the human potential movement, like not wow. many women. Um, and it was amazing. It was amazing to have that infrastructure that just held me accountable for basically who I am in the world and to have that community around and they get that training. So I trained for years and eventually I kind of found and uh, it makes complete sense that I would have started off as a storyteller and understanding what it is to get inside of a character and then have learned this being on the stage, training other leaders, being effective at that being able to be somebody who architected a movement and then executed it and empowered those people in the process. And I, I'm so grateful for my mentors, many of whom have passed since, yeah. since today, but, um, but I worked with people like Tony Robbins and all kinds yes. of, you know, thought leaders that were out there. And, and I was able to lead, to train and to also design technologies, design methodologies. And so I kind of reached what for me was kind of the top of my game and I felt like I wanted to have a bigger impact. And I just, you know, kind of sat and meditated and prayed, you know, kind of gone through that process of just stopping myself for a moment in my busyness and listening to myself. And it came to me that what if you took like, uh, you know, peanut butter and chocolate comes together and creates something special? What if you took entertainment business and leadership and you brought them together? 
Because mm. at the end of the day, a leader doesn't want to just live in their own castle. A leader wants to ripple a movement, wants to ripple an experience yes. out there. But there's so much in the way of we human beings being effective with other people. You know, and then you start to just pick and choose the people that you like. And that's not really leading. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's called co co um, um, uh, inspiring other people. But like kind of having your group that you're not going to move beyond doesn't challenge you in your own communication. Right. So anyway, yeah. so I, I spent a couple of years mentoring with George Lucas's producing partner to learn everything about the entertainment business, storytelling and licensing, storytelling in marketing, storytelling, movies, TV, gaming. And I walked down on the other side, started an agency. I mean, I just went for it because here I was at that point about to be 40, starting a whole new career yet again. Wow. Life and transition. Thinking, right. And I have no evidence, no results, no portfolio, no nothing, knocking on doors. And sure enough, with my resilience, three months later, I landed um, the seventh richest person in the world, uh, a billionaire who was launching an island and wanted it to have a quality of inclusiveness while still being luxury and honoring the land, honoring the indigenous people. It was like a real huge challenge. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I went into that and it was like one client after the other just opened the doors for me and my experience. And so since then, I've sort of cultivated a very unique lane for myself, which I feel is truly my purpose, which is to really bridge between the difficult and the extraordinary, between the wow. divisiveness and the inclusiveness. I, I kind of feel also that way as a mixed race human being, having yeah. felt so unseen for so long. And even if I was seen, I didn't really have a home because I couldn't quite stand and these are my people versus these are my, you know, there was yeah. this whole world that I that I went through in my head, not in reality, of course, right? Um, but, but that's what led me to today. And so here I am today, um, having mostly just tested my theories and not found myself kind of involved in, in, I know you mentioned before we started talking here that you have many entrepreneurs that listen yes. to your podcast. And I love that because what we're doing is we're carving out our own lane. And for many of us, we don't even get seen. So to carve out a lane is a whole other experience and having people participate in it. So that's how I got here. And that's my passion for leadership. And while I don't train people in leadership anymore. I build brands and really amplify other voices, which is why our company is called Amplify Voices with Pete and I. Um, there's still the important part of how are we going to live a purposeful life and mm -hmm. build our legacy if we cannot be effective at, leader, at leadership? And also, in this moment of time of this paradigm shift in history, we now, especially we, the community of melanin yes. in our skin, we have the opportunity to blow the doors open and carve out so many legacies. So I feel it is a comment upon all of us to be like, okay, you got it. You got it. Okay. You need some of that. You need some of that. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You doing that? Yes. <laughs> to link ourselves as an ecosystem. You know, there is no competition yes. in our world because so much of what we have been risen inside of is a zero-sum game. And that's what business has been built on. A zero-sum yeah. game is you win, I lose. So therefore, I got to win and you got to lose. But that's not how the world is created. That's yeah. not how we evolve. That's not even what science says. Because even science says we're a sum-sum game, meaning that if you thrive, I thrive. Yes. 
Uh, listen, I know you all are eating this up already. I'm seeing the hearts come in. Um, you said so much. Thank you for sharing that that journey. Um, storytelling. How important is storytelling for entrepreneurs? It's everything. I mean, it truly is everything because we have lived in a world so much as as entrepreneurs, as leaders in the comparison world, even how we pitch. So, so what's your company like? Oh, it's like Uber meets, um, you know, uh, this nail line or it's Amazon uh-huh. meets this. And we're even taught to pitch that way, to compare ourselves to other and say, well, we are like that with a slant bit of difference. But that's not true. We are wholly and uniquely ourselves. And the only way for people to get your vision is if you can tell your story. If you can start to see not only this is my story, but this is how my view of the world will contribute to you and to you and to your children and to your friends and to your mother and your sister, which are here. And, um, And I think that's so important. The second thing is because we've existed so much inside of this comparison, competing um, paradigm, and we've been trained inside of that architecture, that we have learned so much from the language of describing. So, so tell me about your business. Well, I do this in the, you know, the e-commerce space. It's like, okay, but you're not really telling me a story. You're describing something. And if you describe something, what happens even to the brain is the brain goes, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. I like that. I don't like that. But when you tell a story, what happens is scientifically that Harvard has done studies on this. Uh, There's so many studies on this. What happens when you tell a story is that the right and left hemisphere start to connect. And what happens is empathy. The hormones Mm. that produce empathy naturally emerge. And what people see is they'll go and feel is they'll say, hmm, that person's nothing like me, but I feel something. I feel like I belong here or I want to be here or I want part of what Shavit's talking about. Like your podcast is that. You're creating stories. Even watching you, how you did your introduction, I felt very included in your community. So to me, you are a demonstration of that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And so all of this comparison, competing, leads right into our topic around anxiety. Yes. And, you know, I think the pandemic has aided in this. You know, what is your perception of um, anxiousness and anxiety that we are dealing with more or less? What is your opinion? Okay. Clearly, we're dealing with more. Yeah. I mean, clearly. And I don't like to compare and say this group versus that group. We're all dealing with more. Many of us, and I don't know if any of the people listening or that will listen, have also experienced loss during this time. So they're, of course, dealing with those of us who have not. Um, Just going through the all of the racism and the turmoil being so front and center for those of us that have experienced in life, we kind of learned how to compartmentalize it somewhere. So having it in our face every day, all day, even in the well-intentioned environments, we're like, hey, let's talk about this, you know, with our fellow white peers and what have you. It's just like, I feel enough anxiety that you're making me relive things Mm -hmm. that I thought I had compartmentalized before. So the anxiety levels are high. But what I will say is this, if you are a leader, If you are an entrepreneur, you are 100% putting yourself in a position to deal with high levels of anxiety. Yes. And here's why. To lead is to have pressure that people that don't lead do not have. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So 
So you want to think of it like I think of it like this, which is there's only two states I can ever be in as a leader. And that is surviving or thriving. Mm, Somebody needs to type that in the chat. Surviving or thriving. It's a question on the table. Exactly. So when it comes to anxiety, how do I know I'm surviving? How I know I'm surviving is I have succumbed to the anxiety. It is crippling me. It is making me doubt myself. It is making me distrust other people, including myself. It is making me feel a sense of hopelessness, like Mm -hmm. things will not turn out. Why give the effort, which is a very lascivious kind of thing to happen to us because we wake up that morning with all those charts and best intentions and things to do. But if the voice that's running in the back of the hand is like, this never going to happen to you. This is you putting all this in there. You're going to look like a fool in the end. What that, and that's human. That happens yes. to all of us. But yes. we need to identify, instead of trying to overcome that conversation, we should be able to say, ah, survival. What is going to get me from survival into thriving is, is our interest. And how fast can we move through there while still honoring our experience is what I think the important part about leadership is. And I want to say something about pressure before I give that access, okay? Yes. Does that work, Charette? Okay. So I read this thing a while ago, because it's very hard to say to somebody who's going through pressure, clearly, I feel the same way about myself when I've gone through pressure. Like, you can't just tell me, get over it, Audrey. Lighten up, Audrey. It's not that bad, Audrey. That, That makes me feel more pressure. And for many of us that experience trauma, we actually feel like a suppressed rage. Like I'm about to go mm. off on somebody in a second here because yes. oh, let me walk away and you know find a quiet place. But I want to say something about pressure so that it gives us more of an ability to embrace it as we transition into the thriving versus surviving. So I read this thing a while ago and it was a study that was done by um, bioengineers. And what they did was they created the perfect dome space, like the climate space to be mm-hmm. to, to test out and allow the thriving of nature. So the growing of trees. And that was one of the pieces in their whole ecosystem. And so they did everything, you know, the, the perfect air, the perfect soil, the perfect amount of water distributed, all of it, right? And the trees, were everything was thriving. And the trees got to a certain place. And then they just fell over and died. And they were like, okay, let's try this again. And they tried it again. All the perfect conditions, right, for this tree to grow. Wow. Died again. And they couldn't figure out what the problem was. And here's what they discovered. What they discovered was they had no wind in their perfect environment. Oh, my goodness. That when a tree gets to a certain point and the wind applies pressure, what it does is it makes the tree stronger. And if the tree can go through that, it now exists in all of its glory and all of its strengths. So now, what does that mean? That we're supposed to be going around being strong? No, I think we have that enough in our cultures. Yeah. <laughs> strong women, like, I'm not saying you're, the answer to everything is to be strong. I'm saying pressure is part of the process. It's only wow. when we resist the pressure that it becomes crippling for us. And so... Right. So pressure. that is powerful. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause. <laughs> like I got chills. Did anyone else get chills? Because that's so, I mean, such a real example. The wind, we got to have something coming against us to, to strengthen us. So, oh right. my goodness. Okay. Keep going. So now, keep going. That's so, now so powerful. How does that apply to being an entrepreneur? How many yeah. of us have like you know, we, if we have a product and we put the product together and all of a sudden the product gets damaged or the shipment doesn't come in time and we think to ourselves, what, 
why is this happening to me? Yeah. I gave it everything. I gave my best intentions. I'm doing all the right things. How could this happen to me? And the minute we do this, what we do is we succumb to going into survival because that's the minute we're going to be like, something's wrong with me. Never, and nothing works out for me. Why do right. I have to work so hard when other people are having, you know, their flowers handed to them right and left? So it's important for us to say, when we get that pressure and something goes wrong, say, okay, I see this. All right. What is going to be the innovative way for me to deal with this? What is this challenge going to teach me that now I will bring uniquely into my business? What is, where is this an opportunity for me to work with my team in a different way? You don't have a team? Where is this a way for me to start to engage other people that can be part of my community that can help rise me through this situation? Maybe this is an opportunity of growth for you to ask that you need support. And that's a really difficult thing for you, but that's the message you're getting right now, right? Yeah. So in the world, survival will take you down. Physically, emotionally, burnout comes from staying too long in survival and not being able to navigate your way out. And just think about it. Have you ever been in an environment with an entrepreneur, a business person, a peer that's acting like hectic and desperate and scattered. And you're like, "Mm, I love the person, but I'm not really engaged in what they're up to. That's somebody who's in survival that hasn't popped out. Our natural state is actually to thrive. And survival Mm -hmm. is meant for us to activate when we are truly there as a threat to our life. Except the body doesn't know any different, which is why we can watch a movie, go to storytelling, we can watch a movie mm-hmm. and feel deeply afraid and emotionally effective for days. There are movies that I won't watch because I can't get that out of my head and I don't want to yeah. be emotionally impacted that way, right? That's how real the brain doesn't know the difference between a something terrible really happening to me or is it something that I perceive to be dangerous? So in the world of thriving, there's really kind of three things that I really see that are super, super important, that we can move ourselves from surviving in a situation, no matter how difficult, into thriving through that situation. Yes. The same circumstances. And that is one, that we can tell ourselves, I feel safe. I am safe. Yeah. I am safe. Someone is looking, and, and whatever that is for you, if you have people passed in your life and you you see them as people looking out for you maybe that's something you want to be present for yeah um and bring to your space if you're a person of faith if that's where you want to say please protect me and and surround me with this white light or however you want to say or if you're just going to declare it for yourself and the reason being is because that brain and those hormones that cortisol that kicked in because you're like oh my gosh it should be happening to me is now running your body It's running your mind and it needs to know what it's telling you is, am I safe? Is something horrible going to happen here? Are we going to lose everything? Is everything going to fall apart? And you just need to tell your, your design. Yes. You are safe. You are safe. It's okay. And the minute you do that, I don't, if you're in a room, you're about to speak, you're about to go on a podcast. Yes. (laughs) Live with Charlotte. And you say, I am safe. Yeah. There is something that happens to you when you do that. So the first thing is when you feel a tremendous amount of pressure, that pressure doesn't change. It's still on you. But mm-hmm. instead of trying to react from anxiety, you say, I am safe. The other part that's so important about that, Charvette and everybody, is that we have trauma from our life 
that makes us react the same way that we did when we were three or four or seven or 12 that helped us survive that troubling situation. Yeah. And typically when you get triggered or when you feel anxiety is because something's feeling familiar, like the, sh yeah. the other shoe's going to drop or something bad's yeah. going to happen, or I can never be as successful as, as that or what have you. So that automatically, that's why the, the body goes in safety. So one is I feel safe. The second thing is when we start to feel that sense of doom, what mm -hmm. we lose is hope. And I want mm. everybody to, to think of hope yeah. is the gas that allows you to drive your life and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't have hope, there's nothing, there's nothing out there to reach for. That's right. Nothing. Yeah. And that's why when people, something really horrible happens and they succumb to that horrible thing and they can't get themselves out. Haven't you felt like if something happened, you're like, I can't shake this. I can't get out of this mood and out of this situation, this funk yeah. that I'm in. I don't feel alive anymore. I don't feel passionate about what I'm doing. That is because you can ask yourself, have you lost hope? Do you feel hopeless? And you're like, yep, mm. that's what I feel. I feel hopeless. Okay. Yeah. So activate your hope again. What can you do? Do you need signs up in front of you? Do you need to talk to people that will bring that hope? Do you need to read something that will aliven that? you need music that will bring that forward? You need to surround yourself with hope again. Because the minute hope comes, it's like a light that shines on your purpose, your path that is only uniquely yours, no one yes. else's. So hope is very integral. So first you're safe, and then you bring back the hope. Turn the light back on of the hope, okay? <laughs> Turn the it's light shine, It's shining the light. And the third thing is I trust myself uh, because when we're anxious, we get destabilized and disrupted and we stop listening to our real inner guidance, wherever you, again, wherever you get that from, if your inner guidance is your faith, if your inner guidance is I trust the universe, if it is just your own conversation with yourself, we, it's like being on a rail and all of a sudden something throws you off the train, can't go anymore. Yeah. So you need to put yourself back on. And that is, I trust myself. I trust myself mm. that I will make the right decision, that I will say the perfect thing that needs to be said, that my actions will yield this thing. And if you look at it and just go the other direction, you say, I trust myself. I have hope that my purpose is being fulfilled and I am safe. Ah, uh, this is safe. so good. This is so good. And I know that anxiety levels viewers, down, right? <laughs> yes. I know listeners and viewers are going to have to rewind or come back to this and listen to that again. So powerful. And I love that. It, like you said, it can be whichever order you can, you can start with, with right. you know, one, you can start with the other. Um, but it all, the anxiety then, then comes down. Comment here. Wow. This is really good information. Thank you, Mo Angel Thank Randall. You, Mo. Thank you, Mo Angel you. Randall. Oh my goodness. While, while they are watching and listening, how can they connect with you online? How can they hang out with you? Where are the places? Okay. So Amplify Voices, we have a whole body of podcasts. When you look up Amplify Voices on Apple or Spotify, or wherever you get it, you're going to see the um, New York Times bestseller, Resume Menikin, who's specialized on white body supremacy and, and, and black trauma. You're going to see Black Girl Burnout, one of our podcasts by amazing um, Kelly Bonner. Um, you'll see Let's Talk White Guys, white guys talking about and being straight up about accounting for uh, racism and sexism oh, wow. and equity. And 
and their different levels of success. Um, my podcast, Unlikely Leadership, the podcast with Pete Carroll and I, and more. So we're bringing together this body of what we feel are just um, conversations that really need to be had in many different voices and many different places so that you can choose what you love. Um, that's first and foremost. So you can find us on our website, amplifyvoices.io, or more importantly, you can call us or text us, me and Pete Carroll. And yes, we do listen to it and we do look at it and we do activate it directly, I directly. So the number is 310-582-5216. 310-582-5216. Anything you have a question about or or you listen to a podcast and you wanted to know more about it, you tried something out in the leadership skills that I talk Man. about because on my podcast, Unlikely Leadership, I talk to people and I also just do straight conversation where I just talk about a topic. But yeah. what I do is I um, crystallize it at the end to say, okay, we just talked to somebody, that's the, that person, but let me take it away so it's a set of skill sets that you can then use for yourself and try out. So that's where you can find me. Oh, Absolutely, Mo. <laughs> wonderful, Thank wonderful. You. How did you and Pete connect? Oh, that's so interesting. So <laughs> the real short of the story was I was listening to myself in a play. I'm just It's kind of a perfect example for the conversation you had with me because I had left a company where I felt uh, um, it, it was a tremendous success to help the company go public and all of that. But there were, there were places along the way that we all feel when we're, we betray our own integrity. Like we mm -hmm. want to say something, something's not right, or people aren't being treated right, or something's happening. It's not like a, a disastrous thing, but there are these subtle things that we know that they're off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll get to that. I'm dealing with this right now. Or all day, it was my way of just not dealing with it. And what it started to do, it was started to throw me off where my anxiety went higher because I wasn't being true to myself. I didn't feel safe. I didn't activate this. This is something that I truly saw on the other side uh, of, of this experience. And I, when I left that company, I was so exhausted. And that's another indication, by the way, when you experience that you're living inside a survival is exhaustion. There's being tired and then there's exhaustion. Exhaustion means you're running on something that's not you. Other mm. people have gotten in there and you need yeah. to put them back out. So <laughs> I, I was like that and I meditated and I had this kind of experience of like, I, I saw this landscape and I was talking to my former project manager and she goes, you know that that description that you're talking about, that landscape sounds like Seattle. And I was like, I've never been to Seattle. She goes, you should go. So I got up and went to Seattle for three days. On the third day, this woman invited me in. She was an executive at Amazon. And she goes, hey, I want you to come over to my place and check it out in this neighborhood. I said, great. I go over a place. It's this amazing thing, right overlooking Puget Sound. Beautiful, beautiful. And she goes, I invited you here. Do you want it? Do you want this place? And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, I think I should take it because these things are happening. So yeah. I moved, I moved to Seattle on a whim. Get out of here. I moved to Seattle on a whim. And so the area that I'm in in Seattle is called Belltown. And the first day that I was here, when I moved here, I walked around and the building right next to me is called Audrey in Belltown. And I don't have a common name, Charvette. I was like, no, you know, I was like Audrey might have a heparin, but that was like back in the day. Not a lot of people name their kids Audrey anymore. So to right. see the area that was in, which is a small area and my name in the building next, I was just like, I got you. Yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I see. was listening. I was listening. I see. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, what's next? What do I do next? Because I'm so built around building things and making things happen and creating things and go, go, go. And it was just like, be quiet. You mm. just need to be quiet for a while. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to trust it. 
And I took on for one whole year of it. I was just inside of the conversation of love, hope, and faith. Because I had been so much in the dialogue of result producing, empowerment, go getter, you know, this and that. It was like I hadn't trafficked in these words that are beyond me and bigger than me of my own doing, right? Everything I had been unhappy about was things that I felt I failed at. And everything I was happy at were things I thought I succeeded in. But what about something that's so much more grand, like love, affinity, faith, and hope? Mm. So I was inside of that conversation for like a whole year and it opened up. Like I felt like I healed so much. I released so much. I started to see things differently. I started to see my past differently. I started to see my future differently. And then one day I connect with somebody, it was Pete's daughter. And she goes, you have to talk to Pete Carroll. I get on the phone with Pete Carroll. They had asked me to consult in their company and give them some advice on how they can go to the next level. And they had a consulting company. And so Pete talks to me and he goes, listen, Audrey, he goes, this is what I'm about. I know I'm a football coach and all that, but what I'm truly about in my heart is that we all come from love. That's what I'm about. And I was like, wait a minute. I just spent two years inside of the conversation. Love, this is crazy. But but we had like two hour dialogue. He called me back the next day. We started talking again. And then I just said, you know, based on what he had talked about and what I was passionate about, I said, what if we created a media company where we can amplify black voices, where we can amplify indigenous voices, where we can amplify what it looks like to be a caring leader, not a you know, and uh, a dominant, divisive, yeah. diverse, you know, just like divisive person, but someone who really cares and 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 amplify people that are doing amazing things out there in the world. Give them podcasts, give them TV shows, and so we started going around on that, and we did, and it's been in in just a short amount of time. You know, our first podcast came out in June. We've won three global awards. We mean the whole goodness. team, you know, in different ways. We've yeah. won awards. We've highlight an amazing black artist and amazing podcasts in different areas. And we're just very excited about this year, you know, and you've and ranked high, ranked, ranked high in Apple, ranked high, you like yeah, yeah. all these places. Yeah. And we haven't done traditional marketing. Like we're not going after anything. We're really listening and connecting with people and say, what are you doing? How can I help you? And I just feel in my bliss. That's how I feel. You know, I just feel in my bliss. I feel blessed. I feel in my bliss. And I, and I know that this is an important time to grow, Mm -hmm. to really let go of some things that I thought were some truths that maybe I've been carrying around with me. So I'm a huge advocate, Charvette, that I really feel, you know, leadership affects so many people. Once we start leading, if we aren't healing, we're doing more damage. We really are, you know, and it's not just us and our immediate family, but we're like employees and communities and all of that. Like this is our time to truly take some time for ourselves to heal. So leadership looks different. It's not like working, you know, you got to sacrifice and you got to work all day. You got to, I don't, I don't believe that anymore. That comes from that past in this one is no, you need to stop what you're doing right now and go take care of yourself and pick it back up tomorrow and it'll all be fine because your purpose and your path is laid up for you. And I think a lot of people don't think purpose is a choice. Mm. You, you can pick up that phone or not. Right. And there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with that. You want to just live your life and not have to deal with anything? No problem. Life is a gift. So enjoy it while it's here. But if you're saying, I want to live a life of purpose, and my entrepreneurship is going to be inside of my purpose and my path. Ah, there is work to do. There's oh, work to do. There is work to do. Well, listen, I have kept you pay. I have stolen more oh, time sorry. than I asked for. 
But my final question for you, this has been so amazing. I know this is one of those segments that people are going to rewind and come back to. The goal of the show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And we want to know just what continues to motivate Audrey. You know what motivates me is seeing people step into their purpose. Because it's a passion of mine, it took me a long time to get to the point where I was like, oh, if you don't live a life of purpose, something's wrong. You know, I was just like, oh, got it. You don't want to do that. You don't want to, you want to, like, no problem. No problem. So I'm passionate about entrepreneurs. So when you spoke about, you know, women stepping up and the age range that they are, I know how lonely that can feel. I know how much you question yourself because you're not in a corporation that's buying you your paper and giving you your printer and telling you what the policies are. It's like, it's like Brene Brown said, and botch a little bit and give it my own flavor, but Brene Brown said um, that creators are the only ones who have to pick themselves up off the ground. Mm. And to me, I think that says so much about because we don't have a seat or a chair or nothing, you know, (laughs) we, we have nothing. We have to wake up every day into nothing. Yeah. And, and what motivates us? So I'm just deeply passionate about leadership for that reason. I'm deeply passionate about those of us rising up and, and accepting our calling and walking down that road. And I think it's so important for all of us to go, you are not alone. I'm here. And how can I support you? Um, so that's why, you know, I moved from just social media and Pete and I moved it into having that phone number that people can contact because we didn't want any barriers in the way of amplifying voices. None. Yeah. Like you just have direct access we're in this together. We see you. We got you. We're all about it. So that keeps me, that keeps me in check. Ah, powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you. We see the hearts and the love. Uh, So much comment still coming, coming in. Absolutely. Thank you for spending time with us here. We know that you're going to continue to do uh, amazing things and we're going to keep up with you. So thank you for stopping by the Charvette Mitchell radio show. Thank you, Charvette. Thank you, everybody. Yay. Thank you. Wow. Okay. So I know you need to share this out. You need to share out in every format. All of my entrepreneurs, all of our leaders, our nonprofit leaders, our ministry leaders, anybody in leadership needs to hear this. Um, I think that is so powerful. You're safe. Pull up your hope, find your hope, go get your hope back and trusting yourself. Amazing. So that's going to wrap up the Charvette Mental Radio Show. Thank you so much for those that listened and watched live, live, and certainly those that are catching this. You could be catching this 60 months into the future. We know that you are impacted by what has been said because the goal of the show is to motivate, excite, and influence. And we are positive that we did that today. Find out more about me and the show at Charvette.com. You can see the full bio for our guests. Click links over to the website and all that good stuff. And I've also tagged in various social media platforms. Platforms. Thank you so much for spending time here with us on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. We'll see you all later. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Catch Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.